All right, everybody, welcome to the playoff week of Check Your Six. We've got CEA and CR6 action in the playoffs. And, of course, there's a Face It preseason going on, but that's not the ex most exciting matches. So we're going to focus on the CEA and CR6 playoffs at this point. We'll give a little picture of how the regular season ended up, and we'll dive into how that all matched up how the brackets broke down and then some of the matches that have already happened some of the matches that haven't been recorded but syntax and i got to watch a little bit of and we'll just go from there we'll try and keep it short sweet and to the point because the playoffs are happening and i'm and chances are there are going to be a lot of matches going on today and tomorrow that you will want to watch so we'll just dive right on in we have boom let me pull up the Chrome browser. Boom. We have divisions. So this is the CR6 uh, regular season breakdown. We've got the Mountain Division, CU Boulder Black, being the undefeated champions of the Mountain Pacific Division. Congrats to them. There's some more things that Syntax and I will have to talk about with them, but 5-0 it can be deceiving. I'll just leave it at that. CSULB <laughs> following them up, 4-1, Cal Esports 4-1, Boise State, UCSD, UBC Gold, uh, UBC Gold being one of, what was it, two, uh, three and two teams, oh, there were only five, three and two teams uh, who made it into the playoffs. So five, three and twos, what was the other stat, uh, let's see, five, three and twos. And four, five, and zero. Oh. So there were twenty-three teams who were four and one. We are really, really, truly seeing the cream of the crop when we when we look at the playoffs because everyone went through and just pretty much dominated their leagues. Like with only five teams who were three and two, one from each division, they were like just limping in, just very clearly limping in. So they they got in basically on round differential. That was the only thing that mattered. They were just a round or two better than others. So like UBC Gold sitting here at three and two with nineteen round differential. They won out over UC Irvine by three rounds. Like that's how close some of these matchups got. So as I pull, go literally, ahead. literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven teams were all three and two. All of them separated by only round differential. Yeah. So so UBC Gold um, qualified for the, the 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 blue stands for the the premier right or the yep yep the premier so playoffs. UBC, so UBC Gold uh, qualified for the premier playoffs by three rounds from the next half guy. of a half half of a half, half a, yeah <laughs> yeah that's just crazy. It's just how tight we're going to be getting with all these. So congrats to all these teams making it into the playoffs. And, and I mean, come on, SFSU Gators making it in with a minus six round differential. That's an achievement right there. I don't, I just, for me, that's really hard to understand how that happens. How you go negative six and yet you still have a winning record and you make it into the playoffs. That's, they must have just got a. They must have just like one bad match or something. Like I, yeah, like one of one of those matches they lost must have just been like a total defeat. 
I think mm. that's the only reason I can think of. Yeah, that that would make sense. And I mean, the fact that it's the only negative one. Because, <laughs> I mean, right underneath them, for t- t- the next two teams that didn't even qualify for the playoffs, they have a positive round differential, yet they lost one more game. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, okay, so on to the Gulf standings. We have Texas Tech, 4-1, and one, with one round above MSU Esports. MSU has just come in guns blazing. I had a lot of hope for Oregon State Black in the last division, but they they were like third seed in the open playoffs. But my next, like my biggest hope for this season was basically MSU. And so mm-hmm. to see them competing with Texas Tech, who has been scary this season, uh, they, they've come out very strong and kind of on top of the other Texas Texan teams. So to see MSU one, literally one round behind them is pretty cool. Uh, this Otherwise, I mean, this this again, this was the group of death that I was kind of worried about. You have Texas Tech, MSU, Longhorn, UTSA, A&M Maroon. Uh, I'm not sure about SHH or SHSU. That's same Houston. It's also Texas. Jeez, come on, <laughs> share some talent, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you got LSU or not LSU? Um, I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Louisiana or Louisiana University of Louisiana, uh, yeah. in Texas State, <laughs> Oklahoma. They're coming in competitive, uh, which uh, just reinforces like those those states that are close to Texas also end up being highly competitive uh uta arlington uh coming in uh you that's a texas team as well is it really yeah i mean it makes sense texas is massive but here here this is this is one school i want to highlight maryville maryville is like a, a program that is like so far beyond everyone else's in terms of competitive scouting and playing and providing scholarships and saying we are going to be the best esports team in the country they're building that program hands down they're building that out they have so much experience and so much investment already into their uh, into their varsity program that it's no wonder that maryville just kind of boop here they are competitive they hadn't been the last few years because they've been focused on other games but now that rainbow six is Sticking around, it's been proven over the last couple of years, Rainbow Six Esports. But then uh, also collegiate, the collegiate investment, I think, in Face It, and knowing that they have so many connections to other esports and both professional and other collegiate games, they knew that Rainbow Six was a game that they're going to have to get competitive in. So this is them dipping their toe, and they're already qualifying for playoffs, which is a statement to be said. And you'll see them climbing very quickly, I believe. Uh, anything on the Gulf Coast? Um, no, not really. Um, I'm just amazed at how many Texas teams are in here. Right. Um, that kind of dominates the Gulf Coast division because you've got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, um, <laughs> eight, eight Texas teams in this in this division. Yep. All of them yeah. towards the top. All eight, in, eight in the top 12 are in the playoffs. Like, yeah, seven seven in the top 12, eight being the Baylor team one just mm, below. Okay. 
Jeez. Yeah, that's just dominant. But, yeah, and, um, uh, one thing I do have to feel bad about is happening today and happening right now. I don't know if Rainbow Six is right now, but happening right now is the eSport, the third annual eSports Egg Bowl rivalry matches between MSU and Ole Miss. When you look at these stats, when they play, go to play Rainbow Six later today, it's not even a coin flip. This is just you've taken your stack of quarters to the bank and said, this is how it is. MSU four and one and around differential thirty six, Ole Miss, all the way at the uh -oh. bottom, one win four losses negative twenty eight almost the complete opposite four wins one loss for MSU, one win four losses for Ole Miss and thirty six uh -oh. round differential and a negative twenty eight for Ole Miss. This is going to be a slaughter, yeah. <laughs> but. I definitely encourage everyone to go support that rivalry matchup. The schools do a great job supporting their esports clubs, and it's going to be a very long day with multiple games being played. So if Rainbow Six may not be your thing, plenty of other matches going on. They've already played Call of Duty, but other games going on. Shout out to them for putting that on. Uh, moving on to the Midwest Division, Purdue 5-0. and uh, I'm still kind of shocked by that. I, they kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Illinois State competitive teams, uh, University of Wisconsin Whitewater is yeah it's right up there where I expected. CGC UIC there you go there they are. <laughs> Damn mm -hmm. you and your acronyms. Uh, Iowa Gold, Central Missouri Esports. This is this the remember this name because this is catching me by surprise and it'll catch you by surprise or everyone listening and watching by surprise in a moment uh maryville university red three and two so we've got two maryville university teams and they're both they both qualified for the open playoffs so their roster is already running deep this is how they're preparing to take over rainbow six two uh, i bet they improve to be in premiere in the spring but I also will go ahead and say that they give Akron a run for their money in the next year. Not this year, next year. I bet they give Akron a run for their money next year. Uh, Longhorn Gaming White, because this was the JV squad from Longhorn Gaming that couldn't compete in the same division, and here they are also qualifying for playoffs. We're seeing a lot of JV squads qualifying for playoffs. And it's exciting to see it's exciting to see these schools build out such a bench or have such an interest in collegiate rainbow six uh yeah five five and oh four and ones lots of three and twos and just look how tight the three and twos were six rounds three rounds literally tied they were if either one of them were going to be con in contention for a premier slot i wonder how they would have determined the the tiebreaker uh, if round differentials were so tight, but then nine, and then it just drops. But when you look at the negative round differentials, you could see that even minus two, minus one, like two and three, again, two rounds separating them. We have some really close competition, and this is by far probably my favorite organization of CR6, where we're not getting so much as random matches as we are getting very highly competitive ones and 
it seems like localizing or regionalizing these divisions has really done dividends to create a pretty wholesome experience for a lot of competitors. And the more we get this information now and they start pre-seeding things when we go into the spring or into next, the next year's season, we're going to, it's only going to get better. Like as they start stack mm -hmm. ranking matchups, this is going to be a highly competitive league. And I think that they still have the community on their side over face it at the moment. So CR6 has a lot to live up to and a, a lot to keep building off of. I just want to say that yeah. I just want to say that Purdue Gold being five and zero with a round differential positive forty one, pretty dang impressive. That's devastating when you see that you're matched up against them for sure. <laughs> and then all on the other side of the coin, I just want to say Baylor Team Two. That's also really impressive. Zero uh, and five with a negative <laughs> round differential of negative fifty two. That's also really impressive. <laughs> Is, how is that not a perfect 0-5? Like, did they not win a single round? It's either either they... I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they, like, have forfeited all their matches or something. Uh, yeah, because, well, I mean, if, if it was a... No, they couldn't have lost all their matches. A perfect loss would have been 14... So it would have been a negative 70 if they lost every single round. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they would have so, been seventh, because it's, be it's best of... Best of three. Three, so they just need to win two matches, so... What is that, 714 times five? 70. Yeah, 70, okay. And so they okay. would... Yeah, that's, that's a, a rough start. <laughs> It's an oof. Yeah, it's but it's 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 the spring season. They can they can turn around by the or the, the it's the fall season. They can turn around by spring. Absolutely. Uh, Southern Division, Ohio State Gray. Now I believe this is the JV squad for. Okay, for uh, Homie Migs corrects us. So it's seven four seven four. That's how forfeits are scored. So if they forfeited. I don't. I'm not even going to do the math while we're while we're here because I'm going to be bad it at it. Yeah, it, it wouldn't add up to negative fifty-two. It would. Yeah, they would. They they played all their matches. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought Purdue Gold was going to take the the cake on round differential, but no. Ohio State Gray is five and zero with a forty-seven round round differential. Jesus, and that's scary because I believe the Gray team is their JV squad, which is why they're in the Southern Division as opposed to Ohio State Scarlet, who is in the Northern Division with other teams that are regionalized there. So this is the JV squad going up against all the the Southern Division A squads, varsity squads, and they just swept the floor of all of them. Jeez. All of them. That's just utter destruction. F five and zero, oh, four and seven. When you are the B team, I want. <laughs> I think. I think in the spring, Ohio State Gray or Ohio State Scarlet needs to be put into the Gulf 
coast and see how they fare against Texas. Because after after the Gulf so Gulf Coast region, I have I put a lot of my faith in the North, uh, which we'll get there in a second. But that's the division with Akron, St. Clair, and Ohio State varsity. But looking at the Southern division, like UGA Red, like they could UGA they could have gone through some really they could have found some good players and gotten some some top fraggers some kind of mad scientist strategic strategic thinkers but like i've never seen university of georgia as like a top tier team but here they are in the top three it's entirely possible they got someone good to help build up their team or they've developed something on their program but virginia tech uga like i'm not i'm not like Oh yeah, they just they they've earned being there. It's like they're not a powerhouse team that I think of when it comes to Rainbow Six. Kennesaw State, yeah, they're more up there. Michigan State, no, not another team that I thought of, but they've performed really well in this division. But I think my main point is I start thinking, is this division highly competitive? Georgia Tech, University of Kentucky, other than Kennesaw State and Ohio State, I don't know if I really paid much attention to any of these other teams except for maybe Florida Polytechnic down here at three and two and three, which this definitely seems like an off year for them. But mm-hmm. most of these other teams, they just don't stand out in memory. Like Elon, this is just a bad year for them. They they had some other um, player or reorg go on. So they, they, they've had to suffer a little bit of losses, kind of like, how you you mentioned Austrian uh, Texas A and M being without their IGL and captain, and we'll, we can talk about that too in a minute. But uh, yeah, th- this this division just doesn't strike me as a highly competitive one. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Is that is that how you read it too, or or am I am I sleeping on some of these teams? Um. I don't think so. Um, Liberty, I remember Liberty being a good team, but being Liberty Red, I think that's their B team. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, USF Bulls, I'm assuming that's uh, their B team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, that's, um, we went over this last week. <sighs> it's not San Francisco, like I said. No, it's Southern week. Florida. Southern Florida, yeah, that's yeah. their that's their A team. Oh, it is okay. Um, then FS Southern Florida. Okay, so I I always forget that Southern Florida and FSU are two separate mm-hmm. schools. So, um, Virginia Tech. I remember them being a strong team. Ohio State. Um, I I semi remember them being a strong team. So I mean, everything in here makes sense. Mm. as far as i'm aware um kennesaw is, is that ksu is kennesaw yeah. state yeah yeah um kennesaw is usually at the top mm-hmm. but one of their players now in um canadian pro league is not on their team anymore gotcha so uh not loading he was on kennesaw's team and he was kind of their kind of their hard carry um gotcha for obvious reasons 
um and then i think he was a challenger league player and then he got picked up by a canadian pro league team so he plays in the canadian pro leagues uh circuit gotcha so uh, and i mean even then ksu four and one with a round differential 27 highly competitive against uga virginia tech ohio state above michigan state and i like decisively so of over the bottom two who can and or who qualified for the premier league playoffs so i mean as much as not having their their pro player uh with them anymore hurt them they're still holding their own so i i have a lot of faith in the guys who are still there to be able to turn things forward and even push pretty far into the playoffs let's get through this last division which shouldn't be too much of a surprise with the teams that qualified Akron 5 and 0, St. Clair, Ohio State Scarlet, Toledo Blue, University of Montreal, Boston University Northeastern Club. Yeah, I mean these these are the teams that are clearly a cut above the rest. Like Northeastern has done a lot of work. I think they suffered a really unfortunate matchup early on and it was just a misstep for them, which hurt their round differential and hurt their chances of a 4-1, but they've been working really hard. Uh, beyond that, it's it, Alfred State. They started off well, but then after losing to Akron, they just they couldn't win decisively from their, their following matchups, which puts them pretty close to the a, a very middle of the running, like three-round differential from the next three teams isn't that hard to come back from or to develop into to be honest i'm impressed with um the number two and three teams because first of all you got two ohio state teams that are both really strong usually you see one team that's really strong and one team that's okay right you know the jv squads are okay but ohio state both their teams are we're doing really well like really well not just Uh, really well but when we look at the playoff fr- uh, bracket, University of Ohio Gray, number one seed. This is the JV squad that was in foreign territory in the different division, and they stomped them, and with their round differential and their 5-0 and no score, got the number one seed. The varsity squad, if my read is right, where the Ohio State Scarlet is the varsity squad, they're number 10 seed overall. So... Mm-hmm which makes me really wonder if the southern division where ohio state really took it to the all those teams in that area is actually a competitive league which makes me think that i wonder how northeastern can actually stack up against them considering northeastern was in the same division as akron st Clair, ohio state scarlet toledo montreal boston of course mm-hmm. they're going to have a hard time having a great record and a great round differential. That's going to be really hard to do, especially when you have Akron with 32 round differentials, St. Clair 36, Ohio State 35, 28, 24. Like, that's just stat. Like, the higher the, the numbers go in that top five or six, the harder the plummet is going to be as soon as you get to the bottom of four and one. Or the bottom mm-hmm. of, or the top of three and two like it's just not going to be a competition that top five is so cemented in there that northeastern doesn't look as good on paper but honestly 
this could be a real matchup. This could be mm-hmm. a real, real tight game, even though it's the top team versus the bottom seeded team for the play- premier playoffs. So something to be excited about when that match happens. If it hasn't happened already, I'd be devastated to find out that I, I missed that one. Uh, some of the other matchups that will be interesting, 16-17, University of Montreal, Michigan State. This is a test to see if Mon- uh, Michigan State is as good as they have shown themselves to be in the regular season. St. Clair, UTSA. Uh, we actually saw that matchup last night. Uh, St. Clair ended up winning that one 2-1. to one. There mm-hmm. was... Sorry for the spoilers, folks. Hopefully it's not ruining anybody's day, but I got a report on what's here. Now, where is my OneNote? Where did that go? It's not on my screen. Bad me. I must have closed it. Uh, yeah, it looks like I closed it. Terrible. Uh, but the it, it was a really close game. Uh, the first map, UTSA ended up swinging it at 7-5 uh, when I believe St. Clair had a 5-4 to four lead, so they got the swing. They took that mm-hmm. took map one. I'm like, okay, UTSA, and they were down their top fragger who who was out, unfortunately. Uh, I didn't hear exactly why, but to hear that your top fra- one of their top fraggers was out, and you're going up against Saint Clair, who is just clean the floor with everyone that they seem to go up against. Basically, maybe not the most clean, kind of like Ohio State Gray style, but I mean, number nine seed, they've earned. That, that top 10 finish with how closely that is. I mean, five of those teams are f- five and zero, oh. So f- four, only four other teams beat them for being, or three other teams beat them in f- uh, four and one category. Tight, tight competition is what I'm saying all the way through like the top 30, which is going to be mm-hmm. crazy to when you break that down number wise. But the, uh, St. Clair ended up coming back, winning map two, I believe it was seven four and map three was just a killing field for st Clair. it was just target practice it seemed like where they went six rounds straight and gave up the first round in the second half and then finished it out in the second round it was a very fast map three so that, that's kind of st Clair. utsa just kind of ran out of gas maybe missing their their top fragger on other maps but they they put their best foot forward with their two with the first two maps and it just seems like their map pool may not be that deep in terms of where their talent lies but yeah, unfortunately well, even, even with missing their top fragger um you know clubhouse it leads the way that clubhouse went it leads me to believe uh one of two things or maybe a little bit of both is that either utsa did not prepare for clubhouse that they didn't mm-hmm. they did, didn't they have never practiced they didn't practice it or they weren't very strong in it or st Clair is just really good at clubhouse you know yeah. or it could be a little bit of both right yeah um, and i mean like homie makes the same like even with missing a key player it was close like yeah utsa took a map from st Clair without their top fragger and they came back on that map like that's that shows a lot of heart that shows a lot of talent on the team and like they kept it close on map two and i think they just might have ran out of gas on map three could have been yeah so i mean there's lots of other matchups that we could discuss but uh the other one 
the main one I want to call out so far that's happened is CU Boulder Black falling to Central Missouri Esports, the number four seed falling to the 29th seed. Now, CU Boulder Black was 5-0 and in this division or in this league, but they were like two partial wins, two draws, and a loss in CEA. So I already had concerns that they were going to be this kind of hot and cold team on and off again, like depending on who who they were really playing, that they were just going to get stomped or stomp. And it they just, I don't know how this could have happened because as soon as you start getting down to, to that, bottom of bottom four or five teams i start worrying about the quality of the competition but now to see that see boulder black in 10 games let's see five decisive wins two partial wins two draws and a loss so yeah if we if we broke that down into wins if we if we just said best of ones basically so seven wins two draws and a loss that is a really high caliber team when you look at that record if you could if you could break the, down the cea and cr6 league scoring like that's mm-hmm. a good record to have and to have central missouri come in and say no this match is ours it's hard for me to believe that that's just a mismatch of talent of just being taken advantage of from strategy to me this just says the top 32 teams are damn impressive. And going yeah. back to what I was saying about the number one matchup versus 32, Northeastern and Ohio State, it's going to be a matchup. It's going to be a hard-fought battle. I'm, I'm going to put it down and say it'll be a two-to-one. It'll, it'll go the distance, three maps, which will be – I mean, people should take time to watch that matchup, I think. So the disappointment and – upset from CU Boulder Black falling to Central Missouri is definitely a point to never take anything for granted, whether you're looking at one league or two leagues. Uh, A few other matchups have gone on. Unfortunately, I'm not well-versed in those matchups. Toledo Blue, Whitewater, Whitewater 1, 14-19. UC San Diego over Virginia Tech. That's a bit of an upset. 11 falling to 22. Texas Tech beating out Boston University not that much of a surprise to me but uh yeah it could it could have fallen the other way Boston University was one of those top five teams uh maybe six um in that last in the last division that we covered so but again Texas teams are scary would that just be uh would that be a lesson Texas is scary Olven yeah. from CU Boulder Black is in chat and he left us a comment. We played the worst game we could have, just not on it. I'm saying that now because I know what's coming. Oh boy. <laughs> that's that's uh, hopefully not indicative of other things coming, but uh, yeah, the, the fallout from losing that, that's going to be something that the team wears for a little while, I think. Now we're going to have to briefly cover the invite league for CEA. That's all we've got for CR6. These are the latest matchups that we've had that we've got recorded for us. So look for a ton of matchups today being streamed and make sure you check out the CR6 Discord, which I'll link into tonight's uh, show show notes. Uh, Outside of that, when we go over to CEA, we can see that 
only a couple matches have been recorded so far in the invite uh, playoffs. We've got, well, before, yeah, invite playoffs, we've got Akron over Rutgers, one over eight. Can't be too surprised there. It's Akron and Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Um, CU Boulder Black also falling to Madison, two to one. That may be, ugh. That, that's that's a second follow of fall falling for CU Boulder Black after having such a strong showing in CR6 and qualifying to be top four in CEA. That's another hard, hard loss to take. But Madison Esports Red was uh, was just going to be a, a tough competitor anyways. They've really proven themselves the last couple of seasons. Uh, Florida FIU over uh, and playing Pennsylvania State. I think that'll be a good matchup overall. FIU, highly competitive. They took it to Akron last year. Uh, but Pennsylvania, that was in CRSL, not CEA. But F- Apparently, uh, FIU beat PSU. Oh, so yeah. That, that match is already done. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. I was right. <laughs> so that's one for me on our brackets, right? And then uh, Michigan <laughs> beat RIT. <laughs> Michigan beat RIT, so we're not we're still waiting. It's it's possible RIT rides it out through the losers bracket, but RIT versus Akron would be a rematch from last spring's championship. So we can still have that, but I don't think we'll I don't think we're gonna have it, honestly. Michigan and FIU are and Madison are just square opponents. Like I, I think we'll see one of those four. so Akron absolutely i see going to the playoff or to the championship but then i think it's a toss-up between red madison fiu or michigan tech uh we'll see one of those three teams ride it out back through the losers bracket and if i had to put money on it i would probably say fiu just because they were so close to akron last season and in the last season for crsl and it wasn't until the finals that they actually lost to Akron so the fact that they're number two um, the fact that they're number two and they are and they were highly competitive against Akron last season gives them I think the best chance to not only be performing against Akron but also have the chops to take it to everyone else which is proven by their number two seed yeah then so that, Mig yeah, saying FIU playing without Mod and doing good is catching catching me off guard. I'm assuming Mod was one of their players. I mean, I I guess that goes to show you that even without one of their good players, that they mm-hmm. are a good team. So it maybe it just wasn't all him. Maybe I guess they were just a good team. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's easy as we we've, we've seen between uh, ASU and CU Boulder Black when you start exchanging two, three members, that's really when you start feeling it. Now, uh, FIU may have only rotated one player out, but it's still getting used to working with them. And I wonder what a lot of that preseason warmup is going to be like, where who's practicing in the summer? Does the school support these teams scrimming? Are these players scrimming themselves? Are they doing these weekly tournaments that are just thrown out on one one platform or another how hard are these teams pushing themselves to go to go the distance in these leagues 
And for me, it just looks like the team at FIU is just very dedicated to the game. Yeah. So uh, that's that's where we're at right now. We've so we got a couple of updates from folks in chat. If you know more about what's going on in the league or with your team, by all means, next time catch us on stream. We'll be here again next Saturday. Hopefully, at the same time, we'll we're working it out. We're working out this time frame. I don't see why it wouldn't work out, but just to pad pad planning because life happens. Uh, we should be able to get this done again at the same time. So if you have information about your team and you want to share it in chat, we will happily have you in chat. So 10 a.m. here on or 20 a.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash Warlocker call. You can also find it on Periscope if you follow me on Twitter, all that stuff. Lots of places you can watch and you can always catch the podcast anchor.fm slash check your six on when I publish it, which will be available probably tomorrow morning. So it'll be there for your morning coffee on Sunday, or it'll be there for your money Monday couch to computer commute uh, as soon as you're ready to go for the day. So it'll be there. Uh, make sure you follow along. We are wrapping up quickly today because it's Saturday. We've got a little bit of a late start. We're figuring out our work process. We are working diligently behind the scenes to improve the show. So work with us help us out give us your feedback give us your input be a participant and we'll just keep making the show bigger and better each time around yeah if there's if there's any information that we don't cover or don't cover enough that you guys would like to hear please let us know um and we can try and incorporate that more yeah and ever homie migs lucha Olven, you guys are regularly in chat so if you want to leave messages for us and just things that you learn along the week because you guys are very well connected to the scene, please. And this goes for anyone else listening. Anchor.fm slash check your six slash message. And we will play your messages on stream. We will talk about the topics you want to talk about. We can make time for that. Let's just get some of that input. And so you can tell your team, hey, come say something. Broadcast your team. This is free advertisement for your club. This is free notoriety for your work in the in the scene and the community. We want to build up your teams, your clubs, everything. Everything that we can do for collegiate esports, we are trying to do here. So we're just focused on Rainbow Six. So help us out helping you. That's all I can really say. We're piecing out a little bit early today, but that's my fault. Bad planning. We'll get it down. We'll have longer shows in the future. So uh everyone have a good rest of your day syntax you have a hair appointment to get to i won't make you late i'm not going to make you late this is on me i'm not making you late yeah I'll i got a, I got i got a hair and hair and beard appointment so yep and i i've got life duties with the puppy at my feet and the kids who need help with homework so we've got rainbow six first and foremost on Saturdays and then life. So it's an even balance, right? It is. Yeah. All right. Thanks everyone. Thanks Lucho, Olven and homie Migs for joining us in chat once again. And thank you everyone for listening. We look forward to seeing you and hearing you next week on the show. Take it easy, everybody. All right, everyone. <laughs>